to the MMOs.com podcast. Uh, with episode 47, and it's Altai here, joined by... Omer. Gumbel. Shurelia. And we are missing Matt this week. He's off on a secret mission, and uh, we'll hear from him next week on that mission. And uh, Gumby will take it off with the weekly raid. I was about to say, I'm Matt, guys. <laughs> Your eyes are spazzing, Shu. Oh, are they? Oh, right. too close to my... Too close well, to the uh, Last week, we asked everyone what they thought about lockboxes in games. And I wanted to bring up one point that a few people made that I don't know why any of us didn't think about. Maybe Matt brought it up and we, we glanced over it. But uh, lockboxes, you know, you do always get something, whereas gambling you have a chance of not getting anything at all the majority of the time. That's fair. So th th it does factor into the equation. I'm not sure how much of a difference that makes, but I thought that was a pretty insightful comment quite a few people made. And got to thank them for that because it did, did make me question my own... Opinion I there. do feel this technicality though. Dude, you get free, you yeah. get free stuff when you're get, you get like a free buffet. You get free drinks. Hotel room. That's free true. Drinks. I do get liquor. Oh yeah. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas you get free you drinks. Can, you can hella game the system by just like betting like the minimum and trying to make only your like break even and you get free drinks. Every time I buy something, every time I do a lockbox in uh, Neverwinter, I want to get mailed a bottle of tequila. That's, <laughs> that's the only way we're gonna make this fair. But anyway, so, uh, somebody. I, 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 I've heard people bring that argument up a few times. I was actually discussing that in the comments in the podcast on YouTube. And I feel like it is a technicality because, like, hypothetically, I, I know she was talking about fake grand order and, like, a lot of the lockbox loot was, like, absolute trash. So getting yeah. something doesn't always make it worth it. Like, That's if you true. get shit, it, imagine, like, playing $100 on a slot machine, right? And every time you pull, like, a 25 cent spider ring comes out. It it's still gambling. I'm sorry. A 25 cent spider ring. You know what I'm talking about, too. Those yeah, rings. I know you're talking about spider <laughs> Sometimes you yeah. get like a like a uh, yeah. You gotta you gotta measure it by actual bouncing value. ball. And most of the time, <laughs> the you don't get any value. Uh, honestly, if you get the sticky hands, it's valuable, right? The spider rings are not valuable, but I'll take the sticky hands. The sticky hands are the hands worst. Got so dirty. Well, they yeah. think you get homies. Oh, so dirty. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week, this week, of course, uh, we're not really asking a direct question. I'm not asking a direct question. We actually are going to be talking a lot about nostalrius. We've been saying that right. So I was curious what our audience thinks. In the podcast, you know, what? how do they feel? What are they feeling? You know, let's get some psychoanalysis in here. How do they feel about Nostalrius's shutdown? Uh, wow. it's a big, so you're starting the moment. podcast with the biggest news. All right, all right. Well, yeah, oh, like of course. That. That's how we got to roll. Uh, so what happened was, if you uh, haven't been online for the last week, Blizzard sent a cease and desist letter to the administrators of Nostalrius, which, you know, in all... You know, in the eyes of the law, you know, they are in the wrong. First say but, what it is. First say what it is. Nostarius was a private vanilla World of Warcraft server. It was the largest vanilla World of Warcraft server, averaging about 8,000 players each night. I think they peaked at about 15,000. It was wow. quite popular. Uh, and then it got a lot of attention, especially recently in the last couple of months. I, I kept hearing about it, and I guess that should have been a sign. Uh, so just last week, Blizzard sent a cease and desist letter to the French, because it was a French server, uh, to the mm -hmm. French lawyers over there, and the server has now been taken down. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people played on the server, and, and people would raid, they did BWL, a lot of people had great gear. Uh, now that the server's dead, there was actually a march from Ogremar to uh, Thunderbluff, and people suicided their characters off the cliff uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in solidarity. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it does raise a couple of questions that I thought we should talk about. You know, if every 
private World of Warcraft server, because there's a lot of them, I mean, you can find these top 100 lists all over the place. If they were all mm -hmm. shut down, would players go back to the retail version of the game? That uh, was one question I wanted to know. Uh, I, I also, I'm very curious, you know, why won't Blizzard sanction a private server? Uh, actually, Daybreak did that with EverQuest. Uh, Project 1999 mm -hmm. was a very, is a very popular private EverQuest server, a vanilla EverQuest, and Daybreak said, okay, we don't want to run it, but we'll let you do it. You know, you are the official private server. And I'm just very curious, why won't Blizzard do the same thing? There's clearly demand. Hey guys, what mm -hmm. if this is a preemptive for that, for them setting no. up one? No. It'd no be a way. horrible way to build, um, to build, like, goodwill. You know? Yeah. But what's, what's interesting right away is No Life Alice from our chat actually mentioned that a lot of people are moving to another WoW vanilla server called Kronos. Yeah. So it, it be, when you start shutting down private servers, it become and, and because there are so many WoW private servers, it becomes like a game of like whack-a-mole. I mean, they can shut down servers one at a time, but the community out there that wants to play vanilla WoW, they're going to play vanilla WoW. Okay? Right. You, can, you, can, you can shut down the server they're on, but they're going to move somewhere else. And at the end of the day, you're going to just have a lot of ill will from players on these servers because these players, these guys don't want to play retail WoW. And that's a key distinction between retail WoW and vanilla WoW. They clearly don't want to play retail WoW. Shutting down their servers are not going to make them play retail WoW. They just want to hate Blizzard now. Okay. I don't think Blizzard's uh, was trying to get people to back to retail WoW though. I think... Then why would they shut them down? Okay, heads up. I want to use my brother's favorite word here for Blizzard. Ooh, Blizzard bring it out. are assholes. <laughs> yes! For this move, okay? My favorite word. Um, actually, John Tron made a beautiful YouTube video discussing this. I so. watched that, yeah. Yeah, he's good. usually, you know, he, he says he's an entertainer, but he really had to speak out as an individual on this issue because it's so, it's so, I think it's so clear that Blizzard is in the wrong. Uh, if not legally, you know, morally and practically. Uh, mm -hmm. They... See, most companies at least don't have a position on private servers or, or previous versions, right? They'll just say it's illegal, we're going to close it. But when, when asked directly about a vanilla server, a legacy server, the Blizzard's team scoffed at the idea. They insulted their uh, users, right? They, they didn't give them a straight answer. They, they thought it was a joke to consider a private uh, server. And what do you want to read me? You got the quote for you right here? Uh, <coughs> you yeah, go you ahead. think you do, but you don't. You think you do, but you don't. Yeah, I got the video right here, too. <laughs> You think you do, but you don't. You think you want to play Vanilla WoW, but you don't. Yeah. Meanwhile, 8,000 people are were playing Vanilla WoW. Exactly. And just so, put that in context, that, I think the amount of players that are in Australia is more than like your average WoW realm, okay? There's more people playing on this private server than a typical WoW realm, with over 150,000 active players. It's insane. Like, the demand is there. The only thing Blizzard can do now that I think would give them some redemption is if they launched a vanilla server of their own. That they way, do shutting that. down a private server, there's a reason for it, okay? If you shut down a private server to launch their own version of vanilla WoW, which I don't think they're going to do, then you can understand Blizzard's, Blizzard's position. But if they shut it down with all, and then offer players no, re, no you know, experience on the official servers for what they want, you can't blame the players for you know, chasing after a vanilla server because they can't get that on retail. And they've seen Blizzard straight up insult the guy who asked the question about it. Like They're so... Insane that they're not giving the players what they want, so they're going to find it on their own. If they don't do it, they're assholes. Do you, do you guys think that this is showing like a glaring problem that Blizzard has a big disconnect with their players now? Yeah, I think Blizzard's on the I road mean, to casualness. It's paved with hell. Or oh, they're already on that something. road, and it's paved with gold. That's what Overwatch <laughs> is because of the film. The road to hell is paved crush. with they, gold. They own Candy Crush. 
That, that's why they bought what are they called? What's that? King, King. Digital Entertainment. Yeah. They are going. They are. They know where the money's at, and it's in casual bang em out games. Uh, they will like never you, put the. Yeah. Go ahead. If you told, if you told like Blizzard fans when like Warcraft Three came out around that time, where Blizzard was like the highest tier of PC games. Like honestly, as someone who played PC games and consoles at the time, right? I think what made me consider myself more of a PC gamer at that time, besides, you know, some MMOs and stuff like Ultima Line back in the day, were really Blizzard games. Oh, yeah. I played Age of Empires 2 as well and stuff, but I never played any other game the way I played Diablo 2, the way I played StarCraft, Starcraft 1. Mm. I have thousands of hours of StarCraft custom games. And the way I played Warcraft 3, those, Blizzard really was my gaming experience growing up along with a few, you know, MMORPGs. So, and and if, you, if you showed what Blizzard is today, the gamers back then, like, they wouldn't believe it. Like they're going so casual with King Digital and Candy Crush and games like hey, Blizzard today is nothing like Blizzard ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do predict that in a couple years, people will look at Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, the same way they look at a company like EA. It's just that we're not there yet. There's a lot of you know Blizzard still. I think in the general audience has that you know they have people look at them and think oh they're infallible. You know, these are industry. Trend centers. Mm -hmm. They're making Overwatch. They're setting a new standard. They made Heroes of the Storm. They set a new standard. That's at least I think has perceived, even though it's a MOBA and it's copycat. But I think in a few years, if Blizzard keeps down this road, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna look just like EA. They're gonna look just like uh, Ubisoft or any other company. You know, they're too big for their own good, and I think there is a disconnect. And I also don't think Nostalrius was shut down out of spite or you know to try and push players back to retail. I think it was a purely Someone in the legal department or in accounting heard about this, and they said, whoa, this is our property. We're shutting this shit down. I don't think there was any type of well, intention behind it. Yeah, beyond it was routine. Exercising like, their rights. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it was just routine. But, but they heard about it now. What do you think, what do you think uh, Mr. Monahan is thinking? He was a CEO of Activision Blizzard. Because it, it obviously came to him now, all this backlash on every website. People are talking about this. Like, What do you think the bosses at Blizzard are thinking right now? I think they think they're in the right. I think they... I. Sure, I 100% believe they think they're totally in the right because they they're exercising the right, legal rights. And now, but and the then I think this is, is there. What's interesting to say, I think, is so the air had recommended to me recently. Uh, you know, justice doesn't come from the law; justice precedes the law. And I see this as an injustice. Just because you have the legal right doesn't make it the right thing to do. And to me, I mean, this doesn't. I asked the question in the weekly raid, you know, what does this accomplish for Blizzard? And to me, it accomplishes nothing but ill will, as you said before. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there is no benefit. By virtue of playing on Nostalrius, the players were protesting retail WoW because it's not the same game. They are two different games. Um, it, different experiences. Mm -hmm. All right, so this, I think this is Blizzard's... Um... You know, the moment they cross the Rubicon or jump the shark, whatever you want to say, this is the moment uh -huh. they become uh, not a company of gamers trying to make games for other gamers, but like you said, the faceless corporation, you know, Electronic Arts. Yeah, yeah. And, and they've actually been that way for a while, but I think this makes it pretty obvious and, and and clear to you know their old fan base like us. Like people growing up with Blizzard games today, never had that impression. They, they all they know is today's Blizzard. But you know, for us, it's kind of like a betrayal, or like, I don't I don't know what you want to call true. it. That's true. Yeah. And so. I just I want to see them make it private. If, if they want to, if, I want to see them make a vanilla server. But and deep down, I know it's not going to happen because if they made a vanilla server, it would almost justify today's uh, the recent actions. And I can understand their perspective. But I think uh, Aaron made a really good point a couple of weeks ago that, and then we should expand upon a bit. I feel like at this point, if they made a vanilla server, which it, it would almost be like an admission of guilt that they're all their expansions oh, yeah. suck. 
And there's a lot of pride on the line for them. That like, if, if the developers can't come to grips that like, what they had before was so good. Well, and if they made the vanilla server, how popular it becomes. Like, it would almost be just admitting failure for their devs, and that's why it's not going to happen. And not even that. that. It, it, a lot of the devs today aren't the same devs that were on the original team. Mm -hmm. So right. it'd be like, wait a minute. So by my my four years of Blizzard were worthless, and every, the way the game was before I even got here was better. So it's not even the same people making the decision to go back. So that makes it harder. It's like, you know, the, the people value their own work above other people. So I, I think it's a it's a long, it's a hard road for them to make a, a legacy server. I do want to say I, in terms of feasibility, one quick thing is if they wanted to make a vanilla WoW server, they could do it very easily, okay? I mean, some people say, oh, it might be difficult to do, replicate, no, it's, they're a mega corporation, they have all this money, a couple of volunteers on their free time were able to make a vanilla WoW server that people liked, so a company like Blizzard can easily do it, and it really wouldn't take much resources from them. So it's within their capability, they're just choosing not to do it. I just want to clear that up in case I do have to curious. disagree also before we move too far. I don't think vanilla, a vanilla WoW server would be very popular. I think relative to other games, Maybe it would be popular, but I don't think it would take away from retail well. Keep in mind, the numbers are these huge dramatic differences. Even though WoW's in decline, when we say WoW's in decline, it's in decline from a 5.5 million player base down to 5 million. When you look mm -hmm. at any other game, it trumps almost everything else. And, and compare that to an 8,000 average player base, there's no comparison, right? I think that ultimately a vanilla WoW server, whether it's from Blizzard or they sanction someone, would still average out to about Nostalrius's numbers because the players that want to play vanilla WoW are going to go out and find it no matter what. Uh, maybe there'd be an influx at first, but I think it would eventually even out. And the server may ultimately not even be successful, but it would at least show goodwill to the community. I'm going to disagree 100% there. I think vanilla yeah. WoW players especially are they're not, they're not, they can afford to pay the subscription fee to play on the server. It's not, sure. it's not about the money. It's about the experience. And why not get the experience from the source? Keep in Blizzard mind, you're, source, you're biased. You grew up with vanilla WoW just like I did. But think about, well, I don't think the player base playing WoW today is the same kids that started playing no, when no, vanilla No, you're right, you're out. right. No, you're right. That's why I'm saying all the players from not all these WoW private servers, right? They would yeah. all play on the official server. It's not about the money. $15 no, a month no. is affordable for WoW, especially people like me that grew up with WoW who are older now and they have disposable income. They can afford to play on the official server. So imagine Blizzard got 150,000 new paying subs. By the way, that's uh, that's one point five million dollars a month. That's money for Blizzard. All right, that, that's that's a good chunk of change. All right, well, I want to disagree with both of you here. The numbers for the Australis were bigger than just that fifteen thousand active thing. It's one hundred fifty active players, eight hundred thousand accounts, active accounts, and that's just one private server. Remember, like you said earlier, uh, everyone moved to Cronus, a new server now, right? And there's a dozen right. out there. So if if Blizzard had a single properly maintained, no risk of going down private server, I, I think you'd see hundreds of thousands of players move. I, that seems very but high to me. That's, that's, like, that's speculation. Go ahead. But number two, Omar, you said it was easy to make a private server or, or yes. a vanilla server. Officially you have, to, you have server. to keep in mind, Nostralis was maintained by hundreds of dedicated, passionate volunteers, right? They said they had, didn't they say they had like a 20, 30 core team? Core team, hundreds. but again, the customer support, the bugs, the the player. To it costs them a thousand dollars a month, according to their AMA, to but, keep all of that going. But that would cost Blizzard a lot more because it'd, it'd be paid staff, not motivated. Um, but they already have the infrastructure, customer support. So you, but, I feel but, you can't. But you have to keep in mind who still works on the who still works at the WoW uh, team at Blizzard. It's the reject and losers because look at the content they're producing. And you know the, the smart. The, 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 wow. the, you can't say that. I, I just said it. The, the intelligent people. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> 
Okay, just to counter what, what everyone just said, he's saying the people that are still working at Blizzard are the losers. No, 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 not Blizzard. Because of the, the wild team. The wild team. The wild team. Oh, the wild team. He says people that work at. Oh, come on. The wild it's team still is the most successful. The wild team is maintenance mode and the retards. Uh, the smart people <laughs> moved on to Overwatch or some other companies, like new companies. Okay, I'll take dropping the, the the bold statements, but Blizzard, Blizzard World of Warcraft is still the most popular Western MMORPG and one of the most revenue generating MMORPGs in the world. So to say that all the rejects, that that can't, that's not true. What skill does it take to maintain <laughs> that though, um, versus creating it from scratch, like vanilla? The vanilla team was obviously, you know. The, 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 well, they were innovative, obviously. They, they created from scratch a different experience. Yeah. But one more thing on numbers, because again, Nuss released, they, had, they said they had 150,000 uh, active users, right? And if you look at sites like Rumpop, they break down all the realms by player base. And if you look at the most popular servers on WoW in the US, Stormrage, Darkspear, Kel'Thuzad, they have about 530,000 players, right? Link, the most, 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 most popular, right? The average realm has like less than 150,000 players. So the most popular was at 500,000. This one WoW private server alone has 150,000 quote-unquote active users. 800,000 registered accounts, 100,000 active users. So it would be one of the most popular realms. And, and these, and remember, there's a whole bunch of vanilla WoW private servers, not just yeah, one. Exactly. So if you have a properly maintained one, like Alhai was saying, this is a real revenue-generating opportunity for Blizzard. So if they don't do it, they're being assholes because they're shutting down avenues for players to enjoy the experience elsewhere. So you I know, do think they'll make money doing it. That's the positive thing about this, though, is that by them doing this, they just like, I mean, the the legal team or whatever, they they have forced the hand of everyone else to like make a firm decision, mm -hmm. right? And now we're gonna know if they actually are gonna are, are like gonna, gonna be actual assholes, right? <laughs> I think they will be actual assholes and not release anything on their end, but it just it's just the way it goes, unfortunately. By the way, I mean, they had to talk uh... about it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think they should charge money for a private server if they ever made one either. Make it free. But th this, no, this one was that's not that's not gonna happen. Make it free. That's not gonna happen. No, they know it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen no matter what. But I I think they should just do what Project 1999 did: sanction someone uh, well, to make the private server. Let it be free. Let it be donations. That's what they John Tron does. It's like a museum. If if Blizzard is unwilling or unable to, <laughs> to run a private yeah. server, they could have reached out to the Nostralius team. Yeah. And have them uh, just kind of become an unofficial official. Like that's, exactly what they yeah. Yeah. that's exactly what they should have done. That's exactly what they should have done. They can do it though. The idea that they can't—they don't absurd. need to. They don't need to. Just let these guys are already there. They're passionate. They kept it going. They already Sean, have it running. Why well, have Why well, have Blizzard here's do it the themselves? Issue. Gonna, okay, here's Blizzard. Right, there's three options: do it themselves, don't do it at all, and ban, or, or let Nostralis do it. All right. Yeah. So if yeah. you let Nostralis do it, you are literally missing out on upwards of 1.5 million dollars a month in revenue. Why would Again, you do that? But if Blizzard Not only that, but there's it. There's a lot of liability in like doing that, actually. So it's like, it's like, it's like you're by making them quote unquote official and not having an actual hand in what they're doing. It's like, you can set them up to like fuck you over like PR wise, Why? right? No, they're different they did games. Poor, bad, bad taste, mismanage it. It reflects poorly on Blizzard. So, yeah, so they have to control their brand. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I was trying to say. But that's not I mean, fair. Project because 99 hasn't done anything. The the cost yeah. of Blizzard running the server will, I think, it's be a hundred times higher than Australia's volunteer, passionate, you know, motivated team running. I think it. you're wrong. Completely wrong. You know why? Hmm. Wow, they already have a huge team. All right. So keep of mind, losers. Is, uh, is it, <laughs> okay. They don't care running. either. Yeah. They go, they, they 9 to 5, they 9 to 5, happen. they show up, they, you know, Listen, they just stare at the solitaire. Clock, they don't give a shit, yeah, they yeah. go home and they drink okay, and go no, to no, sleep. Stop, 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 okay, listen, there's, there's, there's fixed costs and variable costs, alright, and they already have the fixed costs for running current web. 
So adding another realm when they already have, they're maintaining hundreds of realms is not difficult. And they don't have to worry about new content. They need, they need some guys to just set the schedule for content releases and they're good to go. I think it, actually co- it would cost less for this vanilla WoW server than, more, than you think. Because it would obviously be more than a regular server, but I think the cost would be negligible. Dude. At this point, it'd be worth it from a PR standpoint. Well, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's not stick on this topic too long either. Anyone, okay, any, right. any, I want, I want, I want to mention one other thing. Uh, Blizzard or assholes for if they shut, if they don't launch a private server of their own, which, uh, not a private server, a vanilla server of their, because this obviously contradicts the theory that that's not what players want. I mean, there was they made themselves look like fools in that player when the player asked the question about making legacy servers. If they don't fall, if they don't make their own private servers, not vanilla servers after this, they're assholes. That's my closing thought. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They're assholes. <laughs> I uh, I also agree they're assholes, and, but I, I have to say I think they should have just sanctioned Nostarius uh, like Project 1999, and that would have been a far better uh, turn of events. And, and instead, it, Blizzard's just now another corporate machine churning out games, clocking in, going home, and drinking themselves to sleep. So. I, predict, <laughs> I predict they're going to make another server. I'm, I predict they're doing it. I'm going to go oh, against no. you guys. Really? I predict... Yeah. The next WoW game will be a king-made one, like a match three World of Warcraft game. <laughs> that will come out before a, a, a legacy server. I, I agree with that. Okay, I agree too. Because I, I don't think we're going to see an official legacy server. But if, if the next, so we will see a WoW. I mean, they're going to they bought King Digital, obviously. <laughs> you guys make Candy Crush. They're going to make a WoW theme something with King Digital. There's no reason not to. They're going to make more money off it. They're well, they're going to make a, one of those. Time, whatever servers, <laughs> time release okay. like they have in um, EverQuest. EverQuest. I think. So I want to say uh, one other thing too. Uh, thinking about World of Warcraft today, if you look, I mean, I wrote an article previously about the most expensive MMORPGs, and I was always curious how much it costs to make a game like WoW. And obviously, there's been a lot of cost inflation with game development projects. I mean, the video game industry, especially, has got undergone so much cost inflation. So, making games today, even with the technology we have, costs a lot more. When, when a large-scale company does it, then it did back in like 2004 when WoW came out. So I think WoW costs about $40 million to make, $45 million to make. Do you guys think we'll ever see another like mega project like WoW? Or no. not, not necessarily WoW, like Star Wars Old Republic, a game that costs $200 million to make. Do you think we'll, we've hit peak <coughs> MMORPG in terms of like size and ambition and scale? Well, no. Know, guys. That's a good question. I think Black Star Dyer. Citizen is super ambitious. That's true. Okay, Star, Star, Star Citizen is a good example. And that's actually a good transition because uh, one of the Star Citizen's big haters <laughs> is getting a little bit of hate baby. himself. Yeah, so Derek Smart, who, if you don't know, is notorious for calling out Chris Roberts and Roberts Industries for scamming people. Uh, he is a very, very vocal man. He's a game developer. He recently announced he would be removing his game from Steam due to trolling. Uh, his, game yeah, line, did control, his game Line of Defense currently has a very negative rating out of 143 reviews on Steam. Uh, and he responded with, people don't need a reason to troll a dev community or other people, they just do it. And when you're Derek Smart, well, that just comes with the territory. But at least Derek Smart is smart enough to know that he certainly attracts the worst in people. Uh, <laughs> interesting note is that when I look at the reviews, it does. I don't see trolling. I don't really see... Uh, people just you know, leaving troll reviews. I actually see well-written and uh, thought-out reviews. None of them are just one word or sentence. Uh, they all are complaining about the game not functioning as it's supposed to. 
So it seems like Derek Smart just can't handle criticism, uh, even though he can dish it out. So, so I actually yeah. wanted to like Derek Smart because he he called out a lot of issues and brought up controversy with Star Citizen. I wanted to like this guy, right? And he even made a website that just dedicated his entire website, this DerekSmart.org, whatever website, is dedicated yeah. to like bashing Star Citizen. Yeah. His claim to any attention <laughs> has always been bashing Star Citizen and zero merits of his own. So I kind of wanted to like him for what he did about you know calling us Star Citizen. But the more I look into this guy, the more I realize how much of a loser he is. Okay, like straight <laughs> up, look at the games he's made. Complete loser. The games he's made are all subpar. I mean, I'm not comparing my, my game development skills to his. I'm just saying he hasn't really created any anything relevant, and he has the nads to just keep bashing Star Citizen. When he first brought up his concerns, okay, whatever. You know, he's a concerned game dev who pre-ordered the game, and he's seeing issues he brought to light, right? But he consistently bashes Star Citizen. And okay. he's done nothing to prove that he's even a worthy person. I like, wonder, I wonder he's def- no credibility. I want to defend him for a minute. Um, if he was just right. if he was just a game a fellow game developer bashing someone another game developer right, I would agree with mm-hmm. my brother Omar, but he is, was actually a pre order holder like a Kickstarter like funder yeah so th- I think that that makes it fair like, I don't think he was I don't think I don't think he started uh, just to build up hype for himself he did but later he mentioned that look I can ship a game on time you know so yes but. He literally dedicated his blog, DerekSmart.org, on bashing Star Citizen. There's almost no discussion of anything else. It's all Star Citizen. Literally everything. Look at, look, go to the website and scroll around. The entire website is dedicated towards Star Citizen. So how is this game designed? He's, he claims he's a dev himself, right? Yeah. How can he spend all his effort talking about Star Citizen when he's supposed to be a game dev? Maybe if he focused as much of his time on bashing Star Citizen as he did developing his game. Yes. Of all this negative criticism. Because according to these, these complaints, a lot of shit just isn't working. Player models floating in the air, things not, uh, mechanics not working as they're supposed to. Now, I haven't played it, so I'm only going off these Steam reviews, but considering mm-hmm. that this is common to many of them here, um, it seems like he, I mean, there's an industry term for it, it's called he fucked up. So uh, Is that really fair, though? Is that really fair, though? Because, I mean, he, he had some concerns with... Star Citizen, and then didn't they didn't they have shots fired on him first, like the, by like banning him and stuff? And then uh, he fired shots back. And then I don't know. It's a lot of years. They they did refund uh, Derek Smart's um, yes. Kickstarter money, but again, this... yeah, but didn't they didn't they refund it to, to to be like, well, here's your refund, get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. They like, said well, yeah. now you can't well, complain yeah. anymore. I mean, that's that's kind of like that's still kind of shots fired when you're criticizing the game, right? I mean, it's like. It's like imagine if you like kickstarted a game, right? And you were like, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm having my doubts about this game. Um, things don't look right." And they're like, "Well, get the fuck out!" And then they just like kick you out of the Kickstarter when they've had your money for like I don't know however long he had it before they did it. You know, they just you like had, donated two fifty. They just got your money, like you know, they, they they had an investment from you for free, and then they just kicked you out. I mean, that's kind of fucked he, up, right? He, he brought up very valid complaints, right? But what yeah. nags me about this guy is he just keeps bashing on Star Citizen, like that. He that he made that his career. He made that his life mission. Almost. No, but I mean, didn't like, that happen after though? Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is but is drop like, it. You know, you well, you're not involved with it anymore. Why? No, you, he should. Like, I, I don't think it's no, fair to be, say he because. Drop it. Yeah, I mean, like, if that happened to you, like, wouldn't you be pissed off? Like, wouldn't you be like, you know, well, fuck these guys. I'm going to do whatever I can to fuck them over. I mean, no, it's, it's, re- I mean, it's maybe it's revenge. I mean, maybe it's revenge at this point. You know? if, if he's being honest, um, it's fine. Like, if he's bringing up real issues. By the way, do you guys know how much Star Citizen is raised now? Oh, God, no, how much? What's the number? Let's all guess. Let's all, all of you guess. I'm, I'm actually looking at the number. 
right, I'm going to say 105, 110 million. Okay, what's your Damn. guess? Sean? That's my guess, 110 million. I'm going to go lower, 95 million. I actually, I mean, I haven't looked at a while. Okay, but 95 million. Sure. That's why. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, wait, what did Sean go with? 95. Oh, you don't you need to do it. 95 and $1. Oh, okay, it was 111. <laughs> so you're all wrong. Really? Yeah, 111 wow. million, 800,000. Oh, That's crazy. Can we get some relevant budget estimates for other titles, real quick? Star well, Citizen well, has made more money than even like um, Knights of the Old Republic, right? Because that was 100 million. Yeah. Star Wars Old Republic did about 200 million. 200. That's the most expensive. Of all oh, okay, time. okay, 200 million. Fair enough. Again, these, these these are not firm numbers because these companies don't release exact. You know, these are these are industry estimates. No, nobody knows right. for sure. Same with Elder Scrolls Online, about 200 million. Wow. And Destiny was the next 140. So it would actually be the third high, uh, fourth actually, because it, it costs about the same as Final Fantasy 14. And that's also an industry estimate. So it would be the fourth highest cost development MMO of all time, and quite possibly game of all time. So I, I did want to, uh, one more thing. I'm looking at his blog right now. He's writing about Star Citizen again, obviously. What else did Derek Smart be talking about? And he wrote like a, looks like, like a 5,000 word of just rant on bashing Star Citizen. And I'm scrolling down, I'm reading one, one paragraph to you guys. I mean, this guy, I feel like at this point, he's really just angry. It's, I think it's revenge. Here's what he said. Chris Roberts and his F-level wannabe actress wife, something they tried to hide for a very long time, this despite the fact that they've reportedly been married to each other twice, Sandy Gardner are appearing to use Project as their way back into Hollywood. They spent a vast fortune of backer money building a movie experience instead of a game, incorporating a slew of assets including A-list actors, which were never part of the goal of the game in the first, first place. So he, he's clearly upset. He's even calling his wife an F-level wannabe actress. Yo, I, uh, yeah, that's a bit much. Yo, his wife is pretty hot. personal. Is, is he? <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, all right, guys. Let's, let's judge Chris Roberts' wife. All right. Yes. This is crossing <laughs> some line. Chris Roberts' wife, too. It, it's, pretty, it's pretty uh, <laughs> shitty when you start bringing people's relations into the picture instead of just Well, I'm not insulting the wife. I'm just uh, interested in... Um, no, but I mean as for what Derek Smart did. Yes. You know, it, it's, he's, totally, he's, yeah. he's totally... It's all emotionally driven. There's no... It seems like objectivity is lost on this guy at this point. And he's just driven He's dedicated his career to it. He's not even a yeah. game designer anymore. He's a, he's a Chris Roberts basher. That's like his... <laughs> On his LinkedIn, it's just, it should say game designer. Okay? <laughs> Chris Roberts basher it. But in like, I also you know had my concerns about Chris Roberts too and the Star Citizen project, as you guys all know, mainly because uh, at least this guy makes games. You know, this Derek Smart, not great games, pretty Duke games. Right? Yeah, yeah, but he so at least made something. Yeah. What has Chris Roberts done for us since uh, 1990? Zero. He's taken. Uh, he's raised 100 million dollars and did not deliver the project yet. But at least Derek Smart made some stuff, so I'll give him that. Well. I Chris, like, uh, this Chris Roberts is, ra is banging the Sandy Gardner, huh? So that's that's something he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Don Goat left a comment here. This is going to end in some kind of homicide. That is kind of how it feels, isn't it? Derek Smart's obsession, like he he sits in a room by himself and there's just pictures of Chris Roberts all around him on white walls, <laughs> and he just looks and he just like grinds his teeth. You said you took my two feet. No, 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 no dude, he has like. He has like printouts of like the forums, and he has like strings like showing like where um, oh. he's gonna bash them next. He's got that like all over his wall. <laughs> so, take a take a look at the the article I just linked, just so you can scroll through that. Just look how much this guy wrote in this one like he just I can just imagine uh, Derek Smart at nighttime just typing away his keyboard in frustration, just like bashing. <laughs> This entire thing it goes talk about his wife to wasting money here. Like this, at this point, this guy's just ranting. And look at the pictures he has. 
We should uh, contact him and take all of his blog posts and publish it as a book called, like, I Hate Derek Smart or something. There's a lot of content <laughs> here. We'll do MMOs.com publishing, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I, Again, I think, this I think this, the length of this post alone kind of shows that yes. he's obsessed. Yeah, he's yeah. gone insane. He's, gone, he's literally <laughs> obsessed at this point. It, it's an obsession at this point. It's not like a concerned designer voicing his opinion anymore. No, this guy's obsessed. Yeah, this is a bit much. Look at this. Did, 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 he, did, did that picture is this definition of a star citizen back there? Did he just like Photoshop like whatever was there in the middle? Yeah. And look at the pictures <laughs> he's got it, in was, it, looks, it looks so like yeah. out of place. Like Dude. the star citizen backer font. <laughs> guys, guys, scroll down to the Star, uh, the star Wars um, parody poster. Oh. I like it. It looks Wait, hilarious. Oh, <laughs> a train what wreck what in is. slow motion. Dude, how much time? How much time did this guy spend making like Photoshop's? He's literally <laughs> sick at this point. He's obsessed. <laughs> Again, like I wanted to call out Star System, but this guy's obsessed with this. He he lost by by doing all the shit that he's doing. He's losing credibility. But did did, yeah. he, did he just Photoshop himself onto like this picture, like right here? <laughs> he sc scrolls down past like the goofy picture, and then there's like, did he just Photoshop himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he photoshopped his, his face on some dude holding a sign. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that one. Oh, that's actually this one looks pretty good though. <laughs> the poster's good. The poster's good. I, I'll give it to him. Dude, did he made him? Did he make himself Yoda? <laughs> he made himself Yoda in that poster. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Let me go back to that. <laughs> this guy's nuts. And yeah, he did. He made. <laughs> this guy lost all credibility. I mean, and, and, and just, oh my god, what is wrong with this guy? Let it go, man. Just take it easy. Uh, take it easy. The fact that he photoshopped himself on the other just just right. like seals the deal. Down, down the toilet. This is, this is what the internet is all about, though. I, I kind of appreciate this oh this, this this fight, god, you know. Dude. Despite. That's true. It is true. The internet does is like a, a nesting place for spite and and hate. So it Let really is epitomizing. How I mean, much it, effort did this take? This must have taken hours to do this 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 article. And the thing yeah. is, like, now, like you normally like, you have a website for like DerekSmart.org, right? It'd be like your own personal blog. He's got a form. He he just his form is dedicated to hating Star Citizen, like with like-minded individuals, right? They all get together at night and just hate Star Citizen together. <laughs> Like what's wrong with people? You, you you don't have to like the game or believe in the dream, you know. Don't drink the Kool Aid, but don't call it a hate rampage. He man, Star That's Citizen just... Haters Club. Dude, though, this is just like that is just straight up like. You know what we should we should do? We, to, we like should... put yourself on like on Yoda. That's just that's just that's next level. That is like next level like masturbating yourself. You know. We, we we need a Star Citizen true believer. <laughs> To come on the show and just do like a full podcast about Star Citizen, like from yeah, the beginning, a good idea. I like that. Dude, to where it is now. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Is anybody in our audience? Hit, hit us uh, up. Star hit us up. Believer? I know there Are is we some. Insulting someone? There is some playable gameplay, like something. Like I, like, I don't know. What. Oh, I tried it. Oh, you I did? tried the uh, the the demo where you're in space and you're doing combat. Okay, so but it was it wasn't easy. Oh. Uh, but it looked nice, I, I guess. But it wasn't much to it. It was just, you know, it was like a death match in space. All right. Well, I want to ask you, you know, what do you, you guys know, think oh, about this? You know, What's we should. <laughs> what is this? What am I looking at? Mita oh, Fan has spent thirty thousand dollars on Star Citizen. Oh, we're still going on this. We're still going. We're still <laughs> going more Star Citizen. Oh no. One more thing. Just looking at looking at like uh, Chris Roberts is like he's just like hugging this guy like this sucker. He just gave me thirty G. <laughs> 
Look at his smile. <laughs> it does kind of have that. It's kind of a cult movement at this point. The Star Citizen, I feel. Mm -hmm. Dude, what if it's the new Scientology, dude? Star Apple. <laughs> I bet if we put them... It's like the second coming them, of Jesus. Uh, Star Citizen will when be released. Reach, <laughs> when you reach 30,000, you gain the force in Star Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Dude, you know what we should do, though? On this hmm. podcast, we should have guests like for certain segments. Yeah, I agree. We should do open lines. Open yeah, we, we plan to eventually just like, like we were thinking about that earlier. I have like a 10 minute section every time to just accept calls from people to join us in the podcast and just oh, I like bring that. up topics of discussion. That'd be a lot of fun. We should do yeah, that as a fun. separate show. I call it talk, the, the gaming talk show because that way we can. That'd be cool. Both. Yeah. Anyway, before we jump to other topics, I, I do want to bring back what I said earlier before Altai hijacked my discussion. Do you guys think we'll have another like mega budget MORPG? Besides Star Citizen, because that's crowdfunded, they were able to raise all that money. Do you think they still invest their appetite uh, for mega projects? Yes, but they're going to be very <laughs> rare. It'll happen. Maybe, maybe we'll see a couple more, but I think they're going to be they're going to be much harder to get funded, and people I think are going to be much more wary about it because so many things have failed, especially recently. Yeah. I mean, this year, this is the mm -hmm. year of shutdowns. If we notice, like a lot of the news that you've been reporting, a lot mm -hmm. of games that seem to even some that seem to do all right, which we'll talk about next. <laughs> That are shutting down because they're just not meeting the margins of expectations. So the I mean, games I'm seeing shutting down are kind of small. I don't think I've seen we've seen a mega title shut down yet. I mean, Wild Stars, Wild Star, I think was a big slap in the face for the industry. Mm -hmm. I think that it shows that you and also I, I don't know. I mean, Star Wars does well, right? But I, you can't. I think the industry has shown that you can't just throw a ton of money at stuff and get a guaranteed success. I mean, uh, it, I mean it's just too saturated. I mean, think of it from a investor standpoint. It's like I could I could invest X money in a um, mobile game that is going to oh, yeah. has a much higher chance of succeeding mm -hmm. and a, a lot less overhead. Or or I can invest in like this, you know, play the MMO roulette, which is a much higher like cost game and can fall falls probably like a lot harder too. You know. Right, let me let me give you the I think lay down. Games like wow. Games like WoW like made a lot of people think there's huge money in MMOs. I do. I think personally, the 150 million plus, 100 million plus uh, budget games or for MMORPGs at least are, are are gone. We're not going to see them again. I think we'll see much smaller projects, more a lot of more Korean games. A lot of these Korean games are cost much less than make the Western games. If you look at the top 10 most you know, expensive MMORPGs developed, the games on that list are all Western. The first one is Star Wars at 200 million. Then Elder Scrolls 200 million. Destiny. The only one that makes it on there is Final Fantasy. You know. Final Fantasy XIV game. Then you have Star Citizen, Tabula Rasa, the Halo MMO, which was canceled, but it cost $90 million, and it was canceled. And Defiant. Like, there's very few Asian games on this list. In fact, <laughs> I, there's not. There's only one. The only Asian MMO on this list is from Japan. No, Final Fantasy XIV. Okay, I wanted to say, money follows the hype, right? So after WoW mm -hmm. release, the hype was centered around MMORPGs. That's why you saw these big mm -hmm. budget projects begin. Um... So I think the next hype train is VR. So if if we see a hundred, you know, a, a triple digit million MMORPG yeah. project, it will be a VR MMORPG. Uh, so that's, that's our fair. hope. That's our hope. But there's got to be one game that does really well first, because remember, like once League and Dota started doing really well, all these all the money started chasing MOBAs, and they all yeah. made all these failed MOBAs. And wow, let the MMORPGs being created. There's got to be one successful game that follows, and then that will lead. All the money following. Well, fine. Let's just say the next the next genre defining MMORPG will be on VR. 
That's, that's yeah. my two cents. VR or mobile? Are there any like triple A mobile games that cost like hundred million dollars to make, or is the no. cost just not there? I don't think so. I don't it's think the so mastery either. game with the perfect fluid movements, you know, and the <laughs> bubbles pop. It just feels so satisfying. I mean, I mean, even if you do that, I mean, I don't think it costs that much. Yeah, that you can't. I mean, I don't think, how can you spend that much money on it? But I, I think I think these AAA MMORPGs on the PC are definitely gone for now. Did you could probably even just license an IP and like spend less. Like you can you can license an established IP and spend less than making your own MMO. For mobile? Some guy brought up a game called Avabella, which is a mobile MRPG. There are mobile MRPGs out there, obviously. Talk about mobile. But there are some persistent world, you know, MRPGs out there on mobile. It's just that they, they really aren't any super successful ones. Like, not ones that we'll hear about all the time. There's are really cool looking ones, too. But it's just it just doesn't have the same success, I, would say, I guess, as, you know, PC MRPGs, right. at least in the West. I know in China, they're big. Before we get sidetracked, someone mentioned VR, so I gotta link this uh, real quick. Mm -hmm. um, Dota is adding a VR spectator mode. So just look at the GIF I linked. It's basically uh, you see the map, the mini map on the floor under you, and you see the main game on a, like a floating screen in front of you. Oh! And then on the left are like really the heroes, cool. like just doing their spells, you know, as they do it. That is it's cool. actually I really like that. cool. But you actually get something in the VR too. You get the map. You know, you, you don't see the in most VR experience when you're watching video. It's just the, here you actually get to see the map in a separate location. It looks yeah. really cool. I think making MOBAs look like tabletop games is going to be the the VR pull, right? It's like it's like you're playing Warhammer or something, right? Everything is moving and you're looking That's at it from point. above. You know? I, like I feel like a... uh, I don't. <laughs> do young people still play Warhammer though? Like, is there any? Like, are new people yeah. getting into Warhammer? I know new people get into Magic the Gathering still, but I feel like Warhammer is for old people now. Okay. Mega nerds get into guys, it. Guys, guys, I want to yeah. spend $2,000 on hardware, okay, to play Monopoly in VR. <laughs> Think about it. The board wow. is floating in front of bucks. you, and you're rolling, like, these virtual dice. No, so, I mean, I mean this, this is mostly... Hey, this is mostly for people that are already going to get VR, right? So you already have yeah. VR, and then, yeah. and then, you know, Dodo wants to be like, you know, well... We'll let you experience your VR, you know, use your VR hardware for our game. You know, it's a draw I to their game because, yeah, go ahead, sorry. If you had a Venn diagram, right, in defense of what she was saying, and you were had to, like, the people that play Warhammer and people interested in VR, I think there's a good chunk in the middle here. I think those cultures do cross. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of a weird thing. VR yeah. and Magic the Gathering equals Yu-Gi-Oh. Think about it. Like, you put down the card and you oh see the giant dragon. Oh my god, you're right. Dude, right? Yeah. Oh That's what I'm god. saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like VR can enhance like, these games. Ooh, I read like, dragon. Why, why would you want you. VR for that? Why would you want VR for that? Well, there yeah. you go. And uh, you'll actually see the dragon breathe fire on you, like, when you get hit, you know? If the guys on Yu-Gi-Oh aren't working on this already, they're crazy because they, they they have to be doing this because like honestly, Yu-Gi-Oh is a pretty shitty card game in my opinion. The, the game is beyond imbalanced. Like so many cards are unusable trash, right? Obviously, yeah. I would play that cool. though. I would play that with VR though. That would I would too, because I'm cool. Like, just just <laughs> nostalgia from the show and stuff, but it, that would make it so appealing and interesting. Dude, I just want to say, like, I just want the opponent to be like, your deck is so OP, like, what the fuck, like, how much, and I just say, like, screw the rules, I have money. 
<laughs> Be great, man. <laughs> yeah, start summoning some dragons without without sacrificing, you know, without doing some, you know, sacrifices for the tributes rather than sacrifices. Damn, I I, I know comments are gonna skewer me for saying blue eye red dragon. Yes, I know it's not that. <laughs> I I actually used to be a, I know I said this before. I used to be a judge for Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, so get on my level. Damn, get on your cool level right there. We got yeah, a big not, dick I'm, guy in here. We're not worthy. Somebody mentioned like Pokemon. Like, how awesome would it be if like you couldn't even move? Like, like it was just like a, it was just like how Pokemon is right now. Mm -hmm. But instead of like you know going to a menu to select your Pokemon, you like look at your belt and you pull off a Pokeball that has like your Pokemon Ooh. and then you throw it. Like that would add so much to the game. But you despite can't. Not but you can't actually game. throw anything. You know, because otherwise you hit something on the wall. So you have to like make the throwing gesture and the nah. grabbing gesture. All right, we're getting I mean, we're getting yeah, VR sidetracked. Like, Let's save this, this for the if over time. VR controllers, right? Yeah, uh, VR sidetracked. VR is still the dream, and I'm, obviously I'm still most excited about Hentai VR. That's again different discussion. I, I'm I'm just saying that that VR has a lot more applications than what we think. I want to ask another question too because I, my brother and I were talking about this earlier, and I feel like I'm gonna get everyone's opinion on this too. We uh, my brother was saying it is the end of free to play. He says more games going forward will be buy to play. And I'm curious where, you, where everybody stands on this issue. Maybe I'll tell you, you can you can expand okay, on your let idea. Me, let me clarify first, right? So you guys know what to, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I meant by that. I think it is harder to make a good or decent free-to-play game than to make a decent $5, $10, $20 game. Because when you say decent, do you mean profitable or just what you enjoy? But by decent, I mean like a decent, like in terms of the scale, scope, like the size of the team required to make it, like a, a decent project, like a decent sized chunk project. And here's why. Yeah, but what's your, what's, your, yeah. what's your decent, what's your definition of decent? Okay, uh, okay uh, like more than like five guys. Are we measuring it. by like profitability a, or no, 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 no. Oh, let him elaborate, let him elaborate. Just, just, just a, okay. a, a small to mid-sized studio being able to release the game. And here's why. Monetization in a free-to-play game re requires a lot of thought, right? Proper monetization. A lot of small one to five man studios, like the kind of stuff we're seeing on Humble Bundles and, and you know, like even, even like things like Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, for example, is one guy, right? He didn't want to have to think about one. Designing your monetization into your game, into a free-to-play game, is, is a whole, I think, category. Like it takes, it takes a team of people, at least, at least one skilled person to do, right? Yeah. And that, and that, you know what it takes? It takes people to actually, actually know what it's like to be monetized. Well, exactly. It's, it's a whole branch of game development, monetization, right? Or you can just charge five bucks and call it a day. That's what I meant. So, okay, but, but, so you're saying going forward, your argument is we're going forward, you're, going to see, you're not going to see as many free-to-play games. We're not going to see as many free-to-play games. We're going to see much more five, ten, twenty dollar games because they're easier to make. Yes. I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with you as uh, I disagree with you when we discussed this earlier. I don't. When you talk about novel games, I think you're right. But when you're talking about like FPS games, when you're talking about MMORPGs, when you're talking about like already established titles, there's already monetization like avenues out there. You just follow what's already done. Well, you're correct. Cosmetics is very. I agree with that. If if you have a hundred man team making a, the next big MMORPG, you can afford to have specialists uh, who know, you know, who are working hundred percent on monetization. Like that, they go, they come to work. So that's what they work on. I want to clarify our scope. I want to, we're talking about games that we would cover on MMOs.com because obviously indie games are not going to be free to play. And indie games have never been free to play. Games that were on Humble Bundle were always a couple of dollars, five dollars here, ten dollars there. So clarify games that we would cover on MMOs.com. You think more of those games are going to go free to buy to play instead of free to play? 
we're gonna see. Yeah, no, I'll. That's that's a smaller. That's that's. Uh, my point is not, not as strong in that category, but yes, yeah, still, I agree. That that we're gonna no, see more any, any, by the play I think Erhan's right to an extent, but I don't think it's going to be so dramatic that you're going to see like a total reversal. I think you're going to see more games opt for a, a lower price tag uh, over trying to monetize with cash shops and whatnot. And also, let's keep in mind that mobile is you know the huge sector. Yeah. And I don't see mobile monetizing outside of free to play anytime soon. No, just definitely you know, not. It's pretty straightforward in that category. But like, in you know, we've seen a lot of smaller more low-key MMOs come out that are, don't have these big budgets that are using, like, they're having smaller price tags. Like, I mean, Trinium Wars isn't, you know, like, this big game. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, Trinium there Wars are... is a piece of shit. You can't count Trinium Wars. But... <laughs> Trinium well, Wars... Not allowed to count pieces of shit. MMOs.com official. On the Trinium Wars official banner. Piece of shit. Over from MMOs.com, all right? Quote me. <laughs> okay, but I, I, I will say that I'm willing to, like, uh, look at the stats, right? So if you look at this chart yeah. I linked, and I'll put it on the stream right now, um, by revenue, uh, to yeah. games on Steam, um, free-to-play is growing, right? Yeah. If, albeit slowly, right? Like, because when mm -hmm. I was seeing more free-to-play come on Steam. This is all within one year, remember? So it's yeah, yeah, growing. it's a, a one-year chart. It, it is growing. on this chart. And, and I do agree that free-to-play, I think, has a... Is, it's, it's obvious that free-to-play can make more money, right, than a, than a, than a one-time purchase. By the way, if League was on that chart, it'd be 90%. No, I, I agree, I agree. League is on this chart. you got to exclude League. But but the, but the issue. My point is though, it takes more effort to make a game free to play, than to make it five, ten, twenty dollars. I think to an extent, yeah, right. Yeah. Like if you have a smaller team yes. or a medium-sized team, it's very hard to find that proper monetization model. And also, when you do when you do try and monetize a free to play game, you do kind of take like a PR risk because if you fuck mm -hmm. up, it kind of it marks your game negatively for life, right? You really got to have like a set, solid free to play yes. model to be successful. And that's that. Like Aaron said, that's not easy to do. So. If I'm, you know, if I have a small team, I'm going to opt for uh, a small buy-to-play price tag over trying to, you know, wrap my brain around a, a free-to-play uh, monetization. Also, but you you don't have to overthink it. There's so many games that already have like pretty defined paths to monetization. But, no, but, if you make an RPG, you have a cash shop. You just copy the game and what they're doing in their cash shop. But this thing, isn't doesn't require that's that. That's not fair. That's too general. But think of it this way, Marlo. You, if you make a game buy-to-play, uh, you work one, yes. two, three years on a game, right? You ship, you sell, yes. and then you want the next project. But if your game is free-to-play. You have to maintain it's a it. Service. It's a service, exactly. You have to maintain it forever yeah. until 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 right. it dies down. So well, also, we have to look at MMORPGs right now. MMORPGs and games that we would cover at MMOs.com. I don't don't talk, don't bring this well, buy to play model and these humble bundle games. That's irrelevant to our discussion. No, I don't we think it's relevant. I think when we were having a discussion we were never that was discussing indie games like that. I think we were. <laughs> no, for I think oh, that's a different of, conversation. Keep, yeah, keep it is because place. okay, fine. Okay, he's got in MMORPGs like that we would cover. I think Black Desert yes. is a beautiful model where the Western audience is happy to pay $30, $40, $50 one time yes. for the base game. And then a cash shop for cosmetics and minor conveniences. Like Can item. you name one other example like Black Desert? Because Black Desert is the exception right now. The, I think it's a, well, it's an exception, that's right. But the success it's had and it continues to have uh, is going to, that's going to be the model going forward. And you can see I that kind of. I strongly believe Black Desert Online will be free to play within a year. We'll see. I agree with I know, that. I know Matt would disagree 100% with me on that. I, I also disagree with you. I don't right. think I think one year is too soon. I give it more time than that. But why not? Let's do your DOM games. You, you're DOM games, Sean, all right? Listen. No, I understand. You, you sold, I do. You sold 4,000 copies in the first yeah. month. By yeah. the time six months rolls around, very few copies are being sold. 
And there's still a whole bunch of people that never play the game because it costs money. I think it's too soon because Dom Games... Okay, keep in mind, Dom... Like, I'm Dom. I had to fight my publisher to create the buy-to-play model. What the, or was the, the original intention was to create a free-to-play game and monetize it with a cash shop that was similar to the Korean version and the Russian version. Dom Games, I, I guess it's Dom, you know, the, the division for the North America European, they had a fight for the free-to-play model. They did, and they said that in an interview... Uh, What's his name? The guy who covers Black Desert on YouTube. And to me, it seems like from a, from a value standpoint as a company, they're not going to go free to play that that soon because then it becomes kind of an hypocrisy. I could see free to one play. One year is not that soon for these games. One year is one pretty. Year is, one year is pretty quick. One year is pretty, one year seems is. Still In one like, year, we're going to see a sale. Steam sale, five, ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Sure, sure. Yeah, we'll get the, see we'll, see Steam, we'll see Steam sales within uh, within three months. Within another three four months. Six months. Three months okay. is. All let me write this down. No way. Predictions, predictions. Are you saying it's going to go to play? Please write that down. Notepad, notepad. Notepad. Notepad it down right now so it's official. Oh, what is it? I'm, I'm, <laughs> going on, I'm, I'm going on the record, boys. BDO, free to play. We'll be free to play within one year. One year. From today. From today. From today. From today. 12 months. From today. Okay, from uh, April. Okay. Boom. And obviously, somebody brought up a point. It took Guild Wars 2 like three. I think it was more than two to three years. I think it took a lot longer for Guild Wars 2. But that was a Western game, and they followed the same business model as Guild Wars 1. So it's a different story. But with but this game is free to play in every other region as well. And I feel like I, they're going to realize they can make more money by making it free to play. And, and it's really about the money. I'm not saying th this is purely about the money. The guys behind Black Desert Online can be like, listen, we can make more money by going free to play after like, eight months after release when everyone has already bought the game that wanted to buy the game. And they're gonna they're gonna go with that model, I think. You guys see them launching expansions that cost money because the expansion no, model no. is not a thing. Expansions. No, exactly. it's free updates. There's it depends. No way it depends what the developer does. Also, do you guys know if Pearl Abyss, the developer, has any connection to Dom? Because oftentimes, yeah. the, yeah, they do. the developer they do. owns every thing. approval. Everything that Dom does, if they make any alter, like if they alter the game in any way or change, deviate, they have to go to Pearl uh, first. Well, I know, but. It, does Pearl have an affiliation in terms of, do they own them? Does, does Pearl have an ownership stake in Dom Games? Uh, that's Is a good question. I'm actually not sure. Because, people, because for example, uh, In Mass Entertainment is literally owned by Bluehole Studios, the guys that make Terra. I mean, they're a publisher, right? But they're owned yeah. by the developer. So it's not, it's, you know, I would the say, same I think, I think it's the same case with this one. Okay. So it's the developer's decision then at that point, really. Uh, here's, a, here's a quick, so quick question. To say they fall is kind of weird because they fight with themselves then. Okay. Well, I mean, it's two different divisions. They can fight yes, that okay, way. Yes, okay, yes. Different divisions. All right. Yeah, but it's not like you're trying to convince some other entity that has their own, like, yeah. Nobody else can interest, change you know? Rights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, here's a question I have for you guys. Uh, the link, the, the picture I sent, the Steam Spy, mm -hmm. free-to-play versus paid games. Why, mm -hmm. What do you think this chart will look like in a year? I think it'll go... Obviously, it depends on what launches on Steam. Keep in mind, I don't think Steam is the best platform that represents freedom. Okay, Steam is about literally digital distribution for so many indie games, right? As well as traditional EA PC games that cost money. So it's not. Yeah, I don't think is, it's a fair is, look. This isn't fair, yeah, because it's like I mean, shower with dad simulator, right? I mean, yeah, well, I love all, that game. all sorts of shit like that. You that's know? not shit. I mean, that's a good game. Don't do well, shower. Well, game. I wasn't calling it shit. I mean, just like all sorts of easy. Know, watch those words. Things. <laughs> Things like that. Sharing you with know, your dad's a beautiful thing. Like but like, you know, there's a lot of games like that that are just like super simple, like type of but, games, and but, you know, it costs a dollar. I think it will go more free to play for a few reasons. Mainly, I think uh, if they count Counter Strike Go's digital sales as um, free to play, because in-game purchases in CS:GO, I think should be counting towards free to play. What? If they, 
they count that. No, that's, that's kind of weird. That's no, 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 weird. listen, no, listen. No, Counter-Strike, CSGO costs money, right? After yes. you buy it, all the money spent on keys, why is that being, why are you adding that to the to that model? That's oh, like the, the oh I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's kind of weird. It should okay. maybe be a different metric. Like a different category. Of right. I, also, I just think the only reason CSGO isn't free to play is to stop hackers. The only reason. Because I think they make more money so much more money from selling uh, keys to the, you know, the for the lockboxes in CS:GO than digital yeah. sales of the game. I think the digital, I think the buy to play is just a barrier for cheaters. That if you cheat, you get banned. You got to buy the game again. I think kind of like that's that's kind of why I like that that model. To be honest. For for, for FPS games, yes, I think it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> if you can't ban the hackers, you got to have a at least that kind of deterrent like that. That it costs them money to come back. I think Steam will be but, the number one source for these. Uh, well, I think Steam will be the number one MMORPG necromancer this year, so it's gonna. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and what was the? Oh, actually, already, already and I want to. I want to quickly say, uh, Perfect World. Uh, and Omar, Omar, you said this earlier. They they put every game on Steam except Perfect World itself, right? Well, Perfect yeah, World is coming to Steam now. Oh, baby, boys, we can play Perfect <laughs> World on Steam now. Perfect yeah. so World, they, perfect characters. I guess they're going. Uh, they're they're giving up on their platform. Uh, Arc. You are. <laughs> Yo, I only use ARC, guys. I don't use Steam. <laughs> I only use ARC. I want to show you guys my character in Perfect World once again. Uh, it's actually quite good. And I know I'm good. very proud of this. I'm going to link it on, uh, on here for you guys to take a look at. So it's weird that they are banning their thing because they did launch ARC games as to be not just a platform for their games. They wanted to have third-party games on there. But I think they realized at this point it was a complete failure and you can't compete with Steam. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at you, Glyph, at uh, Tryon. <laughs> oh my god, I hate those launchers. OG Planet has their own, right? Area's got their own. Glyph, yeah, all this nonsense. I hate them. There's no reason for them. Just go on Steam and give Steam their ransom. It's worth it. So Perfect World ask, is actually is releasing World a new... Even getting new yeah, it's releasing a new expansion. So I guess they're kind of happy about that. Yeah. It's their... I mean... They have a lot of successful games in China. That's the only reason I think their Western operations are still going. In terms of their their success in America, it comes out to Neverwinter. I think Neverwinter is one of their more popular games in the West. I don't think very many people play Jade Dynasty or even Perfect World. Their games are really nothing almost. Only Neverwinter is bringing in some revenue for them, what they get from Cryptic Games. I think Cryptic was a good purchase for uh, Perfect World. It, it's the only thing like keeping them relevant in that? the West. Yeah. But they work on anything else now besides Neverwinter? I'm sure they work on some other titles, but... Uh, I feel like there's something... Every time I see Perfect World, I, I just think about PWI. I don't think about anything else. Yeah, I mean... And Swordsman but... Online, of course. <laughs> what a stupid-tier game. To know. Nobody plays that game either. I mean, their only game no. is Neverwinter. And they can fund those... They can fund Star their US operations. Yeah, that, Star Trek as well. Yeah, Star Trek, again, that's, Star that's, Trek. that's cryptic, isn't it? Have you guys it? played Star Trek uh, yeah. online? I have no. not. I've been, I've been Yo, curious. I haven't. Yo, Sunday Funday. Let's do Star Trek Online. We have a, there's a lot of uh, contenders for games. We got a couple yeah. of uh, releases here. Battleborn, Doom Online. Uh, oh, that's crap. Wait, there's oh. a Doom Online? Hold up, hold up. There's a Doom Online. Is that real? Well, not Doom Online. Doom Open Beta, sorry. Yeah. What is Doom Open Beta? Doom is... Doom. There's, they're making a new Doom, and uh, there's an open beta for multiplayer. Yeah, let me... You didn't hear about the new Doom? No. Okay, well, here here's an announcement, everyone. There's a new Doom. <laughs> That's, Here's a bit, the Steam that's crazy. 
Yeah. Don't uh, love when games like have Doom 2, 3, 4, and like, wait a minute, let's just call the next one just regular. Just go back to the, the normal one, yeah, just flat out. <laughs> And then, and then Wikipedia has to put like the fucking here. Yep. This is my yep. first time hearing about this. Doom Online. When did this really? come out? When when did this get announced? About this. Well, this is a while, a couple months ago, I yeah. think, like two or three months ago. I, guess I, I mean, it's one. gonna be a single player game. This is just the multiplayer. Um, oh. You know, component. So it's basically so it's gonna like cost Unreal? sixty bucks. You just shoot each other. Well, the, uh, the opening will be free, so we can check it out. I, I hear. I do not hear good things. From it looks some... like Quake to me. It's apparently it it's much like worse Quake. than Quake. They, oh. they kind of, I know. Okay, so in the multiplayer, like besides, like it's more like Call of Duty. You like <laughs> pick your weapon loadout instead of you know picking up weapons on the ground, and you it's kill weird. each other that way. Yeah, it's weird. And um, you can turn into a demon or some bullshit and like kill everybody. And then if they kill you, they pick up the token and become the demon. But it always mm -hmm. spawns in the same spot. What? So it, it seems like. It seems like a lot of these games have kind of like seen, looked at Call of Duty and they go, oh my god, look how much money they make. Let's do what they do. And they just bring the mechanics yes, over. And I'm going to call it. But we're, we'll judge it. Doom, Doom is no longer relevant. Doom lost its relevancy in PC gaming a while ago, I think. I mean, it was a game. I played my first PC game was Doom on PC. Really? I, I played the want. shit out of it. Played it the shit. I love Doom. Yeah, of course. But it's not relevant anymore. I mean, no. it could be. I mean, maybe the single player is amazing. We we've been lacking a, a really solid single player FPS uh, for a while now. So hopefully, maybe Doom is the you know, the chosen one. We'll see. I didn't like Doom Three either. Do you guys remember Doom Three? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it was like the really good graphically looking game, right? Yes, yes. And like that was like their first PC version. It was really gorgeous graphics. You need a high end. P I, I bought a high end PC. The first game I played was Doom Three because I'm like, really? I love Doom. <laughs> And like, it had like a narrative. It was a story. It was like a. It felt linear too. Didn't have a grab to, gun. Okay, the dumbest I, I, thing about Doom Three was, oh god, we're gonna be realistic. When it's dark, you gotta like pull out your flashlight instead of your gun. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you couldn't have your gun and flashlight at the that, same time. Like in real life, you know what you would do? You would strap a flashlight. Yeah. it. On a gun, or or get this guy. It's a game. You know, you don't have to take a shit in the game, do you? You don't have to like brush your hair, right? Or in Star Citizen, you do. Like Star nobody, Citizen, you take a nobody, shit. nobody cares about a pitch black room. You know, that, that doesn't add any value. It's just annoying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They want to show off the lighting. That's why. Like that's why when lighting was like on games or games. Yeah. Came out in 2000. Really good for back then. It got A plus for graphics, but I just didn't enjoy the game. That's for 2004, fair. it looked really good. Doom gave me nightmares, dude. Really? Doom Which one? Doom 2, man. <laughs> Did you dream of those flying heads? Dude, yes! That's the one! <laughs> that's the one, dude! <laughs> Shit. Those guys are rocking watches, too. I mean, go from Doom 1 and then Doom 2. Like, they were obviously the same kind of game, but go from Doom 2 to Doom 3 was the, the big 3D jump. Yeah. Well, well I guess we'll but, just. But then again. Like, if they just made another Doom 2, do you think that would have actually done No, uh, did they, I think, aren't there fan-made Doom games now? Because yes, like, the art style is very you. classic. I read about that. You can make, like, private Doom levels now. Who's, who's got a good video for that? Is, uh... Wow. Is, is the guys behind Doom going after them to shut them down with season this this letters like assholes? Because, like, no, Doom, I, I think they're, they're actually... Doom graphics? They're pretty cool guys. They just kind of let you do what you want, so... Oh, ID Software, aren't... They aren't assholes? No, wow, what a novel idea, they're, right? They're pretty nice. It's good. They kind of don't give a fuck because it helps uh, bolster the community. It creates a, a sense of community around your title instead of, you know, creating a sense of bitterness. And right. you, you want to talk about assholes? I Nintendo. love talking about assholes. Nintendo. The, <laughs> biggest, the biggest 
assholes when it comes to Oh, uh, I didn't think we'd be upload, going here. You upload anything with Nintendo characters in it, it's a copyrighted ban. Really? Right? Like you're, yeah, yeah. That was a big thing bad. on YouTube like a year ago, I think, or two years. And I'm upset because every time we upload a podcast, we, we used to show some scenes from Nintendo, but now we know not stay away from that shit because if you include a scene from the, even from their own trailers, if you have a clip of it, you're done. You're done, though. You got to get rid of it. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. showed a clip of, I think, Pokemon Go or something, mm-hmm. and we just yeah. got, we got shat on. <laughs> it was an hour and 20 minute video. We had 10 seconds of Pokemon Go. 10 seconds. Like, fair use much? It's literally fair use. But it doesn't matter. You just have to re-upload the video and black that part out because they're assholes. Maybe I'll write a guide on how to pirate um, old NES games, SNES, Game Boy, and just... As Revenge? As, yeah, out of spite and just, uh, yeah, do that. That's a good idea. On MLS.com, we do a section too. for emulators just to, like, spite them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we should go on a Derek Smart-style rampage against Nintendo and just got bash Nintendo? there, like, see ya. The MMOs.com blog. <laughs> we did need a blog. Or just bash. MMOs.com hate blog. Hate blog. Ooh, I like it. I Even like as we call it hate blog. <laughs> so they know what the purpose is. It's just pure hate. It just spite flows through us. Yeah, man, it's not, it's not like incognito, like Derek Smart. We're like upfront about it, right? <laughs> Derek Smart might as well rename it. Derek Smart hates Star Citizen. Right, guys, I, I, actually have, the blog. I actually have a Nintendo. Dude, is that article. is that is that slight taken? Is that slight taken? Guys, I have a Nintendo related <laughs> article. I didn't think I would have an opportunity to bring it up, so like I wouldn't. I just had it minimized. But here we go. So a gun maker in Texas, all right, an actual gun manufacturer made a Nintendo-themed gun, and they got in trouble. That's <laughs> awesome. awesome. I, I love it. it. I want one. <laughs> right? Let's see a picture. I like. I it. want that gun. <laughs> it's an actual Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this should be a CS:GO skin. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Yo, I'd buy this gun in CS:GO. I'd buy this gun. I would gun too. <laughs> why, why would we get in trouble though? I guess it Nintendo wasn't. Like, looks like, cause it looks it, like a toy. It looks like a toy, and it probably wasn't licensed. That too, probably, but it looks like a toy. It would, but that's a genuine concern this time, you know? Like, <laughs> it's a toy gun that's literally modeled yeah. after a toy. Imagine <laughs> you, a toy. you invite your nephew over or something, and he wants to play NES. And you're like, oh, here's the controller, and you actually give him your gun. He just shoots the TV. Uh, somebody, said, uh, somebody said, are the bullets uh, bullet bills? Like, imagine little eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> He should have done that. He should have painted some and put it like right next to it, right? That'd be great. What a waste of opportunity. Your example. Your nephews don't want to play NES anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, your nephews want to play uh, Clash of Clans or something on the phone. All right. Nobody wants to play that anymore. <laughs> Look, back in our day, we used real guns. Whatever. I've, I actually Clash have a sad story for you guys. You guys want to hear a sad story? Let's go. So, so Omar okay. and I bought the Gear VR with the Samsung S7 turkey to show yeah. some of our relatives and our older relatives thought it was cool right and our relatives around our age thought it was cool but then we showed it to like our one of our younger relatives and he was like i don't want to i don't this is weird i want to go back to clash, clash of clans oh <laughs> yeah he was oh. like eight, right? yeah was like they eight got like that ten. was like kind of okay until you said clash of clans well that's, yeah. that's my point because the 80 year old relatives, the 50 year old relatives, and our age, like 20s, were, were cool with it. They're like, whoa, VR, cool. But then the, the, kid, it, yeah. the young generation was like, eh, Clash of Clans. Wow. Yeah. Well, if kids aren't into it, then that doesn't, you know, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I want to say this I hate Clash of Clans of the Passion and Game of yeah. War and all those games. I hate I think them. We're all, I think we all hate them equally. 
think but besides the gameplay itself just being bad and stupid and literally just repetitive from every oh, other version of Game War. Because look at these games. Like, they, they all just copied whatever the first Ebony style piece of shit Chinese pay to win game is. They all copied that stuff, right? Yeah. But they occupy so much mindshare and so many developers right now at Supercell and hey, the guys man. who make Game of War are working to make these garbage games. Like, if you, there are so many strategy games on mobile. So Where? many, like literally hundreds of thousands. They're all shit. I hate oh, no, I need to not not trash Ebony okay? because I deserve to get laid now. <laughs> <laughs> My lord, <laughs> don't, you, don't you love those ads, My lord. <laughs> I have a relevant mobile game link, uh, guys. Here's a chart for you, everyone. Let me link it in the Discord as well. Uh, top reasons to play mobile games, and uh, everybody says to pass time while waiting. <laughs> oh. Waiting to sense. die. <laughs> to challenge myself, 38%? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. To challenge myself. You're setting the bar, you're setting the challenge bar kind of low. It's a little bit low there. <laughs> wow. Hater. <laughs> it's awful. I like this 8% at the bottom that um, is actually just admitting it. Straight up, honestly. <laughs> Here's what I hate too. A lot of these browser, a lot of these games on uh, like Wartoon, for example. Take a look at War this, these ads for Wartoon. By the way, in case you don't know, Wartoon is another piece of shit uh, uh, browser game, and it's just like Ebony, right? But look at look at the right one. You deserve an original. <laughs> <laughs> it's right in the face. You deserve. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I said. That's what I was saying. The game is not adult only, by the way. The game is a shitty strategy game, and there's some like booby oh, avatars oh, in the game. I deserve an orgy. Like right? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Who wakes up saying, "I deserve an orgy"? Like, what have you done today, boys, to deserve one? There's no way that one is real. Other ones I've seen. I know I've seen the one that was in the press. Like, I've seen that one on the website. <laughs> That can't be real. <laughs> Yo, no I just, way. I just have an orgy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, there's no way. Wait, 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 wait. I got one more. I'm, I'm searching got... this. I'm, I'm, I'm searching this, if this is real. No, it's real. Look at this one. Wait, it is? It's real? I think it's real, yeah. There's an article on Akutaku about it. With the same picture. Your body is my party, let's get it. <laughs> Your body is my party. <laughs> <laughs> Wartoon officially has the best ads in the world. Dude, that's your, the game is still around, by the way. That's the new MMO.com uh, slogan, guys. You deserve an orgy today. You, you know what's really interesting about it? It's, it's not even that, like, hey, you, know, you deserve an orgy. It's like, you deserve an orgy today! <laughs> today! Today! <laughs> right, right now! Right now! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody asked if War 2 was popular. The game uh, is pretty popular because they've advertised a shit ton, and I know it's very popular in China as well. It's, it's one of the so more popular. It is so hot. Well, not your opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it just. The, 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 the today is what gets me. Honestly, the today is what gets me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the best part. I like the explanation. <laughs> this is literally the best ad I've seen. It's hilarious. Back to, back to back to real MMOs for a second, all right? So okay. Um, I know Sean mentioned earlier this was a bad week or this year, I guess, for was the era of shutdowns. Somebody said that. Uh, so Nosgoth, Nosgoth, 
yep. is getting shut down. Uh, May 31st. Oh, I never, never had to play it. I never had to play it. So who here played Nazgoth? I did not. No? Omar? I played a couple of rounds. Uh, never got too into it, but I did like... It was novel, and I saw the appeal because, again, for the most part, it had about a thousand players concurrent, even towards its later stages. I think when they announced shutdown, it was right around 900 concurrent. So it yep. was still like it had a player, but it had a player base that I feel like a lot of games would die to have, right? You see games that have like 50 players online that survive on Steam forever. But a mm -hmm. game like Nazgoth, they probably had a higher development cost, so they had to shut it down. Okay, so so I learned a lot about Nazgoth when I read about the shutdown. So first, it was published by Square Enix, and it was actually a spinoff of Legacy of Cain, which was like an, yeah, which was a console game from like early this century. Yeah, PlayStation. It was a classic. It was, yeah. all, it was very highly rated. Yeah. And respect it as a game. I didn't know that. I, I yeah. guess they didn't do a very good job with the whole Legacy of Cain, Nazgoth, because I, I, I had no clue they were related. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I, 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 only reason I knew was on the press releases for the game. Like I found that it was Legacy of Cain because I saw the preview page on it. Most like, like, whoa, Legacy of Cain. Like, it didn't say this anywhere else. And when you play the game, you don't really get that vibe. No, I feel like they did that just to try and get the word out about it. Like, oh, remember Legacy of Cain? Maybe you'll like Nazgoth, even though they're. <laughs> Two separate entities, basically. You know, they just have both have vampires, I guess. So another you know? interesting thing I found out just now is the developer behind the game was Psyonix, which is the developer behind Rocket League. Yep. The, who did you guys know that before this? I, I had nope. no idea. Yeah, I had no nope. idea until until yesterday. <laughs> I said the previous page. I didn't know that, and I should have known that because I, I typed in the developer. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's a weird story. Did Nazgoth come up didn't, didn't, didn't Nazgoth come out before uh, yes. Rocket League? Yes. Yeah, That's yeah. why. So I think what happened was it's not really the game that didn't do poorly. I think it's that the developer's like, wait a minute. Like, this game is doing okay, right? It's doing okay. It might get better. doing not great. It's probably not burning a lot of money. But wait a minute. We have this game that is consistently doing amazing, Rocket amazing. League. Let's focus on Rocket League. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you have a game like Rocket League, uh, I don't think it makes sense to focus on a game like Nazgoth, which is just kind of floating along. Mm -hmm. Rocket League is insanely popular. I mean, they still, I mean, 28,000 players playing 31 minutes ago. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Rocket League deserves it too, hands down. Do you think games. Rocket League is going to have like the, like, I think that they're going, they're trying to like create an esports team around their game and like you see tournaments on Twitch once in a while. Like, what can Psyonix do to like extend the lifespan of like Rocket League? Because they, they got to make more money on it somehow. They do know? a good That's, job, actually. They, they, they made like yeah. a hockey version, a basketball version. So they're, 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 and they have a basketball version. What? Yeah, yeah, it's coming out soon. Yeah. I don't think it's out yet. But and they release those little updates like you you buy a small expansion, mm -hmm. you get like more cars and skins and people buy them. I mean, right, it's not fair. like they're not like locking gameplay elements behind expansions. They're just releasing um little cosmetics. And honestly, out of any game with an esports scene that I would watch, I would watch Rocket League over anything because Rocket League <laughs> the skill curve is is nuts. Like watch people pull off some stunts is really cool. Yeah, I enjoy I watching my League of Legends esports. I still watch League Pro games once in a while. I still enjoy watching. I, I obviously I like Rocket. I, I like seeing. Rocket throw that out there. I think uh, yeah, Nazgoth kind of labeled itself as like a competitive game, right? And I think mm -hmm. it's a mistake. You can't, you can't go into it saying you're going to be a competitive yes. esport or whatever. Right. It, it kind of has to it has, happen. It has to blossom. Yeah, yeah. Organically. You can. You can. I mean, you can build your game to to do that. I think you can. Yeah, but I think you labeling labeling yourself an esport when you're just like in development, I think it's like a, it's a mistake. 
Oh, I, I'm guessing it's kind of conceited. It may also, you know, it, it may change your mentality as you're developing it too. Like you start catering mm -hmm. the game for what you think it should be in an esport rather exactly. than letting it develop naturally. Yeah, make and a good game. The thought process yeah. Is, yeah. is that those games, the esports scene is usually like the top 0.1%. You can't cater to the point. One percent, you know. That's true. And if you do that from the get-go, you create an experience that's fun for a lot of people. Like, Which I think, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that esports is a is a driving point to create heroes for your games that mm -hmm. other people that play it can look up to those people, and that's kind of mm -hmm. what gets a lot of people going. Is like, I want to be like those guys, you know. <laughs> that's kind of what uh, esports is all about, really. What Rocket League did really well is it was a game that was fun on the low level. Like if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you can be god awful at the game. It's still a lot of fun, and it just yeah. works, you know. And then the high end is a high enough skill cap that it's great for high, you know, high skill cap players. And I also want to say one more thing. I think the, the model in, in terms of buy to play, everybody knows I'm very pro free to play, and I feel like I've been cheerleading free to play for like the last like seven years now, right? And I feel, I feel like I've been on the right side of history with that one, but Ew. I feel like Rocket did a don't really good that. job. <laughs> they don't sell any like overpriced and any like game breaking stuff in the cash shop. So as far as non MRPGs go, it's the excellent model for you. Know, yeah, absolutely. By the way, I have a rule of life: never trust anyone who says right, right side, side of history, history. Right. ever. That's never. post game. That, that's, 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 that's post game. Post talk. podcast. That's post podcast talk. You you are just jelly. I was on the. I, I feel like I was on the ball with calling free to play right. before it became a thing. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Well, I want to say this has been a bad week for games that begin with N, like Nostralis, Nosgoth, huh? What oh. else? <laughs> that's it. Oh yeah, that's true. You got one more. You got one more for us. Uh, Metro Complex shut down. To N, right? yeah. M is close to N, right? M is close to N. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. That should shut down. Yeah, that's true. Who who played Metro Complex? Nope. I played a little bit. What, what, what was it? I don't know what it was. A generic, like, sci-fi SQ. It really wasn't even that sci-fi. It really felt better. But, like, they like they took a... They took a... Not fancy. They, they took a traditional tactical shooter, right? And they made the guns, like, somewhat sci-fi skin. I would say a game like First Assault is way more sci-fi than, than Metro Conflict ever was. And it's unfortunate because it's shutting down, like, I believe less than a year after launch. Who, who, who was publishing it? OG Planet. OG Planet. Okay. Are they still so around? So also, it was. Yeah, yeah, they're still around. But I'm, what do they still have that's popular? There can't Tales be much left on there. <clears throat> Tales Runner is not popular. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> Literally, like, ten people play Tales Runner, like in the world. Oh, they got they SD Gundam Capsule Fighter. No. They got no. They got Lotale. I think Lotale oh, yeah. is the yeah, most popular good. game by far. And it's just they have Legend of Honor, but they're so, just like co-publishing that. It's a browser game. So is Metro Complex oh, yeah. shut down or just is going to shut down? It's going to shut down. I believe at the end of the month. That or, just this, just enough time for us to play it, guys. Ah. I enjoy playing free-to-play shooters just because, like, it's a fun mix. Because, like, I, I play Warmore. <coughs> the game is garbage, right? But I enjoy playing it. Yeah. And I used to play a lot of AVA randomly, even though it's it's okay. So I enjoy jumping from free-to-play shooters to free-to-play free -play shooters to mix things up. So it's always sad to see them go. Omer, how much of you liking free-to-play shooters is the fact that since the game is free-to-play, there's so much duke in it? Oh, I love it, you know yeah. what? Right, because like, like, you play like... Counter-Strike, you play Counter-Strike, you know, everyone's playing it, they're invested in playing Counter-Strike. And they're good. See, I, I get my ass eating Counter-Strike, right? That's what I mean. When I play, and like, when like, I play duke games, they're, they're terrible at it. I yeah, because there's no, there's no buy-in, they don't really care, they, they, suck, they suck ass, and you just, you, you're like a god in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like <laughs> playing these games. Even in AVA, I do really well because most people suck. And I do believe 
This game was actually developed by the same guys that made ABA. A company called the Red Duck. I'm pretty sure ABA was made by Red Duck. I, I say 90% sure. I don't want to go all in on that thought, but did you say so, Red Duck? Yeah, the company's called Red Duck. I don't know why they call it Red Duck, but it's an amazing name. I have an amazing idea. Ready? Why don't we become the next MMO Necromancer? Let's buy. I was just thinking that. Let's buy IJJI.com and bring it back. Bring back all the shitty games. Was it EG Bob? IJJI bought by. But they're not using the name. They're not using the domain name anymore. Okay, but let's. Was IJJI.com like a good name? I feel. Yeah, it was awesome. EG. Why? I don't know. Okay, first thing. Letters. When your friend says, yo, bro, go to eg.com. Like, what yeah. the hell? What are you, what are you thinking? IJJI. IGGI, IJJ, IJI. I'm board, maybe. <laughs> EG board? An EG board? Yeah, you have a forum called EG board. <laughs> we can, you can do better than IJJI.com. I feel like we, it would be fun to bring back some of these older games, and we, we can be the next Necromancer, but that's We got to buy at least though. one shutdown shitty shooter. MMO Necromancy.com. <laughs> I like that. We get right to the point, all right? <laughs> right? Why, why, why beat around the bush? We can be honest, right? Our slogan, we bring the, we bring all the old dead shitty games that nobody liked. <laughs> <laughs> no, clearly somebody liked them because the games, again, I mentioned last week, Luna Online raised like $5,000 starter from like 40 people, so over $100 per person. So there are core audiences for some of these games. And I can't imagine the license cost that much to bring them back. Speaking of shutdown games and the MMO Necromancer and Red Fox, Games Campus shut down Karos Returns, and before they could even sign the paperwork, Red Fox swooped in and took it over. <laughs> Red Fox is publishing Karos Returns, so now they have it. They have Karos Returns. They got a shot online. So, oh no, 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 no shot online is still there. So Karos Games Returns, Campus, right. I think, is on the verge of being shut down, right? Because all they have left oh, is absolutely, yeah. All they have is shot online in their official portal right now. I'm going to go to GamesCampus.com right now. They only have one game on there. And actually, I was doing some reading around on Red Fox, and I did learn this week that after looking at all these games shut down, you notice Red Fox has, re has gotten the license agreement for every single game Games Campus has shut down, literally every single one. So there has to be some connection between Games Campus and Red Fox, and people have been asking about that connection. And it looks like the current CEO and the guy who made Red Fox games was the previous CEO of Games Campus. So oh. I guess once, so he clearly thought they were going the wrong direction, so he left the company and he made his own company, and he's literally taking every single game that Games <laughs> Campus had. Okay. So it's like, it's so weird from Games Campus's position because they're losing everything. And the here's only game they have now. Hmm. Here's what happened. WebZen. Here's what happened. <clears throat> WebZen bought OnNet. Okay. So Web, mm -hmm. if you go to webzen.com, they got a bunch of games, and they also bought, uh, before this, they bought G-Potato, right? So they were kind of mm -hmm. consolidating the games on one server, or one portal, WebZen, and I guess they just mm -hmm. didn't want those other games, right? And then so they just let the Red Fox have them. Yeah, I mean, th that's probably that too, because these the games that Red Fox is publishing aren't, like, particularly, like, good-looking. There are games that are going to be, like, mega popular, mega successful. They really don't have the potential, because these are... Karos Returns was a relaunch of Roche Online. So it's it's really it's literally being relaunched for the third time now. So I thought it's it's they should, they should call it Carol's Returns Returns or Returns Again because this is the second time it's returning. I feel like this game <laughs> needs to be can't stick around. Unfortunately, though, the player the few people that did play Carol's Returns, they can't transfer their server their characters over to the new service. I mean, every Ouch. other game before this you could transfer over, but the problem is when your game is on Steam, right? The characters are stored on Steam, and that that prevents you from transferring them over apparently. 
So that's apparently one of the downsides of being on Steam. So if the game shuts down, you can't transfer your servers. I'm not sure if this is a universal truth over here, but they said the reason they couldn't take them was because they were on Steam. So that means Carol's Returns is going to be dead dead, because for anyone who cared, all their stuff is gone. Yeah. But the beauty is it's one of those games where you don't have to play the game. It's like a Chinese game. Oh! You launch right. the game that's a built-in bot and just plays for you, so it doesn't really matter, you know? Wonderful. Those are my favorite games. games. It seems so stupid. Why play a game that plays for you? Like, I understand oh. botting, because if you're botting, you're the only one cheating. But, like, if there's a built-in cheat that everybody cheats, you're not even a special snowflake anymore. All right, well, we're running towards the end of the podcast time, but before we leave, I want to toot my own horn, because I love doing that. So last week, I <laughs> either mentioned it on the podcast or the post game, I'm not sure, but uh, I talked about IKEA and VR, right? And guess what, mm-hmm. guys? Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. <clears throat> IKEA made a VR experience. <laughs> <laughs> or you can design your own like a couple days after. Yeah, literally a couple days after yeah. we talked about it. Pretty funny. Good, good call on that one. Yep. Boom, baby. I don't have to walk through that maze that is IKEA just to get to my chocolate and so, hot dogs. Have you guys built the uh, IKEA furniture before? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's the hardest <laughs> game out there. <laughs> <laughs> well. This, this is, I have a hint for you. That game is actually uh, pay, to, pay to win. Because I did it the first oh, really? time. And afterward, I paid the 9% extra for the construction. So they come to your house and build it for you. How long did they take? Are they quick? Oh, they're, they're pro. They got, like, the, they got the drills. Like, they got the automatic <laughs> drills and stuff. Like, bzz, 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 done, you know? Well, there's a school out in Sweden, the IKEA College of Building Hard Furniture. <laughs> they, they train professionals to install IKEA furniture. <laughs> Ikea Furniture Prepare to Die Edition. Dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Actually, it'd be really it's cool. confirmed. Ikea watches demos.com podcast, alright? I don't blame them. Alright, ready? Ikea right. Olympics. Cool. Think about it. Basically, country, different teams from different countries race to build the same room. Like, bookshelf, bed, you know, desk. <laughs> Sounds like a good, really good idea. YouTube video. I like that a lot. Yeah. Take a look at the I, video I just linked. Alright. Real quick, before we leave this topic, I want to point out that popular user divine tags for IKEA VR experience is survival horror. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You're right. Soul worker. Oh, nice. Ooh. So what's the news on this game? I haven't really heard too much about this. Uh, it actually, it, it's released now in Japan for good. It's, uh, it's out. Not even open beta. Full release. Oh, and really? There are lolly. There's lollies with panty shots. I'm interested, alright? I want to play some so what is this? Based oh, on this yeah. Is this like a just a straight up MMORPG? Yes, straight up MMORPG. Nice. I know it's oh, Soul Worker. Is Japanese, right? It's a Japanese developed MMORPG. I don't think it's actually Japanese. It's oh, got the Japanese mind. look to it, but I'm pretty sure it's uh. Yo, this Korean logo right here. Of course it is. This logo at like uh, 20 seconds. Like all the voiceovers in Japanese. So many companies. Oh, yeah, this is a Japanese this. localized version. Oh. Now, is there an English patch? Screams, yes. Screams Onisama. There is an English patch, and but you have to use a VPN to access it. So it, it's a process. But if you want to play so currently, you can. It's, it's you know it's 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 feasible. You know we can do it. We have the technology. Guys, my destiny awaits in this game. <laughs> so I heard this game was uh, rusty, a lot like Rusty Hearts, and I think I've already played that, right? It, it looks kind of like it. Yeah. I think it's a, yeah, it's an action RPG as well. I'm pretty sure it's Korean developed. I'm about to go verify that right now. 
It's developed by Lion Games. I'm not sure what Lion Games is, but... It's a question mark. I'm not sure. I would really like to play this game. Mainly because how really stylistic pretty. it is. But, cause I, and I imagine it's not going to come to the West anytime soon, just based on previous games and how long they take to translate and port. Especially if there's voice actors. We all know how that works out. Blade and Soul taking four years, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, that looks pretty cool. I, I, I'd try this. And somebody asked uh, about VPNs. We do have a guide on Immos.com on how to use VPNs to access like a lot of these games. Mm. Uh, there are there are paid VPNs out there, but if you want a free one, I linked a guide on Immos.com. Maybe you can show it off in the podcast real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, guide on how to get around IP blocks and restrictions. The example is for Black Desert Online. However, this works for anything. It's called VPN Gate, and it's safe and it just works. It was not always the fastest, but you can find some decent servers on there. All right, All right, well, that's a good point to leave off. Uh, good hustle, guys. Uh, Matt will join us again next week. He was off on an assignment this week, so we'll hear back from him, maybe, hopefully, on what he was up to. He hasn't died. Yes. <laughs> I think I think he'll make it, though. I think so. We're all rooting. Well, say your fair the wells for the podcast, and we'll stick around for the episode. See ya. I was kind of sad, though. I couldn't say Matt. <laughs> 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 all right. See you guys. All right. That's it.